Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings, and I have a question for you today. As Christians, should we respect other religions? Should we respect all religions? I'm going to answer that today. First, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for all of you who are sharing the podcast. We are reaching so many. We're almost to a quarter million streams, and that means so much to me. So guys, please, um, if you don't already, subscribe to the podcast. Hit that little bell. It's so nice to get a little notification. You know, my favorite podcasts, when I hit the bell, um, it tells me when they upload a new episode. I don't have to go searching or sometimes I'll forget. You hit that bell, it'll tell you when I post a new episode. And so I'm so grateful for that. And listen, I am looking to hire someone to manage this podcast and my social media accounts. So if you are qualified in that area, if you have experience and you'd like to work for Overcomers Incorporated, work with me. Um, you can do it remotely. Please send me your resume at overcomerstx, that's is in Texas, overcomerstx at gmail.com. Same if you're a videographer, editor, you know, graphic designer, and you want to travel with me um, to most of the places that I go and get some footage and, and make some videos and stuff like that. Um, I'm in need of that. So as well, please send me a resume overcomerstx at gmail.com. And, uh, again, if you feel led, we still need people to help sponsor these two positions. Uh, we have a fundraiser going on. You can find it, um, through the link in my bio on Instagram. Um, or you can just give to at shanewinnings.com. If you feel led, we, we need to raise 36,000 more dollars for the year of 2023. We're not doing a bunch of fundraisers. We're not going to be asking for a bunch of stuff. We are doing an annual fundraiser and that's how much we need. So please be prayerful and just helping us as we seek to fulfill those positions. We need them desperately. I'm getting more and more busy and uh, I want to produce quality content, more content. And so I need someone to help me manage that. Someone who could do a better job than I do. So let's get into this. Should we respect other religions? My short answer, absolutely not. No. Should we respect other people? Of course, we respect people. Um, but remember that we are called in the Bible to tear down wrong ways of thinking. That there are demonic ways of thought. There's principalities, there's powers, there's rulers in dark places that are at work. And we have been given every tool, every bit of spiritual armor to wage war against those ideas. And let me just make this very clear, because we are living in the day of inclusion right now, where everyone gets a seat at the table. And we're not talking about everyone is in every people. We're talking about every type of ideal. We're talking about, you know, having this whole trans movement shoved down our throats and, and shoved down our kids' throats. And if you don't believe that, a study just came out that almost one in five Gen Zers are in the LGBTQ category. One in five. Guys, 20 years ago, it wasn't even, it wasn't even uh, a very um, quantifiable number. Like for any age group, it was so low. It was, they were absolutely the mini minority. And now we're looking at 20%, one in five of all Gen Zers identify in that category. 
and that has grown over the years. This stuff, this is just one example. It's being shoved in our faces. And alongside with this is this idea that if you don't agree with it, you're evil, uh, you're, you know, a homophobe or you're a transphobe or you're what they call you names. Guys, this is a time where you need to know what you believe, why you believe it, and you need to be able to stand on it. And that's important because I'll say this. I believe that the LGBTQ movement is the most dangerous movement and the biggest threat to our world. It started years and years ago with, we just want to get married. We just want to have the same rights as everybody else. And that has opened the door. Then you have people suing a baker because he won't make a cake for a gay wedding because of his Christian beliefs. Way to go for that guy for not caving. But he's getting sued. I mean, that's that's so many years ago. And that's where it started. And it has progressed more and more. And in the last year or so, it has become brazen. Such a boldness that this movement has had in the worst way possible. Where I just saw a video of the Dalai Lama uh, having a young boy kiss him on the lips and then he asked him to suck on his tongue and then he gave this weak little apology from the front seat of his car guys this is supposed to be some spiritual leader who let me just tell you something we absolutely cannot respect other religions and here's why we follow and and I want to say this too I'm just going to I'm not up here like, I wish we could, you know, I wish we could respect all religions, you know, if it was up to me. No, I don't wish that we could. I want to follow Jesus. I love the Bible. I love what God says. I love his law because it keeps me on the narrow path. And if you love God's law, then you will stay on the narrow path and you will stay in his word no matter what comes your way, no matter what the world throws at you, no matter what your friends or your family say, it doesn't matter. Because look, here's what Jesus said. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now God says in his word, you're either for me or you're against me. You gather or you scatter. You're my friend or you're my enemy. Now we need to understand this. Jesus said there's two roads. There's a wide road of destruction and a narrow path that leads to life. If you are not a Christian, you are enemies of God. We're all born that way. Christians are not better than you. We just got saved first. But we are all born as enemies of God. We have to understand this. And it is only through the redemption of Jesus Christ, the salvation, that free gift from him by believing in him and what he did and his blood is shed, his body that was broken, we can enter into a covenant with God and and we're no longer enemies, but we're friends. This is extremely important because the idea that I would respect another religion is saying this to God. Hey God, I understand you're the only way, but look, I really like this person. I really care about this person. They think there's another way, and I don't want to offend them. Um, So I'm just going to be silent about this issue. 
or I'm going to affirm them in their journey of trying to find truth, even though it's totally counter to what your word says. You're the creator, the author of life, but I'm going to affirm someone else in their pursuit of finding truth apart from you because I don't want to offend them. I don't want to seem unloving, so I'm just going to respect other religions. I'm going to respect someone's belief that um, there is no God. I'm going to respect someone's belief that, um, we, you know, we're all, we're all good people, and, you know, if there is a God, he's good, so we're all going to go to heaven. I'm going to respect that God because I don't want to offend anybody. Guys, come on, that is a zero right there. I mean, think about what that would be like. Standing before the author of life itself. All life came from God. Everything that we've ever known or experienced or any human ever has came from God. The earth came from God. The sun, the moon, the stars, the planets, all of it came from God. He is the originator of life, the author, the creator, the inventor. It is all by his design, and we were created by God for God. So when you become a Christian, you come into alignment with that. You come into alignment with his word, and you say, Lord, I'm, I'm believing in you. I'm trusting in you, and I'm giving everything to follow you. And that means coming into alignment with if someone's not for you, they're against you. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, say your mom isn't saved, that, she, you know, just because she, she, maybe your mom is like very flowy, you know, say she's very spiritual, but she's not really about God. She's about like the universe and stuff. In her mind, she might like the idea of God, you know, she might be cool with it. So she might not come out and say, yeah, I hate God. If I saw him, I would want to kill him or something. Like she, she, she wouldn't call herself an enemy of God. She wouldn't say that she hates God. But I'm just telling you, if you're not born again, Colossians 1 tells us that the way our mind works, it is wickedness. It is hostile. We are enemies of God. It's how we're born. So even if you don't think you're an enemy of God, if you are not following God, then you are opposing God. Because if you don't think God is the only way, then you are saying there's another way. And that is in direct opposition to what God says. I need you to catch this. God says there is one way, and it's through my son. The world says, eh, there might be other ways. There's got to be other ways. We don't know about this whole God thing, but we believe there's other ways. Those two thoughts oppose each other. And if you're opposing a holy God, you are waging war against him. You're his enemy. And that's not okay. And so as a Christian, I cannot affirm someone's belief who is opposing the God that I claim to serve. I cannot affirm someone's belief who is living a life counter to God's design. I can't affirm someone's belief who thinks that there's another way to get to him or that there might be another him, that there's not only one God, there's a million gods, you know, or life is just like this pyramid and we all start on different sides and, you know, we're all working our way to the top, but we're all going to get there. That is in the face of my father's words. 
and I can't respect it. In fact, a true believer will see any other doctrine as a doctrine of demons. This is what the Bible says. If anyone hears a different gospel than the one that we've been told through the Bible, that person is supposed to be cursed, the person who's preaching a different gospel. It is a doctrine of demons. It is earthly wisdom that is sensual and demonic. It is not the wisdom that comes from above. It's not heavenly wisdom. Are you catching this? You can't, you know, you're like, well, it's hard because at my family dinners, you know, we have people who are different religions. Look, that's fine. We, we still love people. I'm still going to have dinner with my family or with my friends if they're of other belief systems, but I will not respect, I'm not going to entertain, um, I'm not going to go to a service with them. I'm not going to attend some religious thing that they do. I'm not going to ever endorse, even by my silence. If I get the opportunity, I'm going to say, hey, look, I love you, but I don't believe that's the way. I'm a Christian. This I believe in God. I believe he authored everything. He's the creator of all of us, and I believe in his word. And, and honestly, anything that comes against his word, I believe is, is false, and it's wrong. And, and, and here's the motive, guys. This is why you need to catch this. If every ideal that comes against God is wrong, why? Think about the motive. Why is it there? Let me ask you a better question. Who did it come from? Who would inspire a way of life, a religion, a following that is in the face of God in Jesus? It's the devil. It's the devil. It's, the, it's either flat out the devil or the devil inspiring men to start a religion so that they can get what they want. You know, How many times have we seen religion used for power, for sex, for money, for possessions, for status and fame? Guys, people do it all the time. People do it all the time. You can manipulate so many people through religion because when you start getting spiritual things involved and you start talking about submitting and you start talking about yielding and you start talking about, you know, um, there's a leader and there are followers, you can really manipulate people. Look at cults. They, these people truly have been conned to believe that their leader is like the one who's going to do whatever. And so they do horrific things that they probably never would have done otherwise, but because they're in this environment, they are willing to be more vulnerable, surrender more. I mean, it's it's horrible. Spiritual abuse is the worst kind of abuse. It's awful. And the, the reason it's so bad is because it is in the face of God's design. It's like perverted leadership, perverted discipleship. Because true discipleship it's not controlling. It's not, it's not um, you can't do this, you have to do that. No, true discipleship is like, look, I'm running after Jesus. If you want to follow me, then follow me. I'm going to give you wisdom. I'm going to give you guidance. If you're giving me access and permission in your life, then I'm going to weigh in on some things. But ultimately, I'm never going to tell you what to do or what not to do. I might tell you, hey, I don't think this is wise at all. And if you go, I'm not blessing it. You know, I'm not cursing you, but like I can't bless you doing this. But I do 
recognize that you can do anything you want. And so like live your life, you know, don't, don't go on my green or red light. But if you're asking me what it is, I'm going to tell you because that's, you've put me in that position, but it's never controlling. But what do we see in many other religions? We've seen this so perverted and it's because, and the reason I'm saying all this is because there are false motives in so in the hearts of men guys the hearts of men are deceitful the bible says the heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above everything else who could possibly know the human heart except for god the human heart is so wicked you cannot trust your heart you can only trust in god and so we see things done in the name of religion we have even seen things done in the name of jesus that look nothing like him, things done in the name of Father God that look nothing like him. And that is why we have to stand on the one thing that has never changed, and that is the Bible. That is the Word of God. And the Bible says that heavenly wisdom is first pure. I believe this is in James 1, uh, verse 3. Heavenly wisdom is first pure. It is not perverted. It doesn't have a twisted motive. It is true wisdom from above that simply aims to guide your life to make good decisions in following Jesus Christ and following the Father God. This is it. So every other religion has been started in the face of that. It's been started by men who have perverse motives. It's been started by the devil to lead people away from God. And as a Christian, the last thing I would ever do is affirm someone in another religion. If someone came up to me and they said, hey, I'm thinking about um, Islam. You know, what do you think? I heard you were a really loving person. You know, you were really... I'm just accepting of people and, you know, everyone says that you're so kind and everything and humble and I really want to know, you know, what what your thoughts are. I would say, honestly, that is a doctrine of demons and if you do that, you're going to put yourself in bondage and you're going to lead yourself to hell because there's only one way, there's one truth, there's one life, it's Jesus Christ. He's the only way to the Father God. He paid the price for our sins, not Muhammad, not anybody else. You got to give your life to Jesus, man. This Islam thing, this is a lie. That's what I would say. And because I love someone, I'm not going to tell them something that's going to empower them to get on the wide road of destruction or stay on it. I will always point people to the narrow path that leads to the narrow gate of life. I cannot respect other religions. They spit in the face of my father. All other religions put people into bondage. If you really care about other people, you will not endorse them into a religion that puts them into bondage. If you really love other people, you're not going to bless them as they go in pursuit of putting themselves into bondage, living out of their flesh thinking that they're being spiritual. I hope this is making sense, guys. Look, I love people. I I have friends that are other religions, and while I love the person, they know exactly where I stand. It is not a guessing game. 
You might be accepted as my friend or as someone that I, you know, would call an acquaintance. I don't have any best friends or close friends that are other religions because that wouldn't make any sense. I'm not going to unequally yoke myself to people of the world. The people that are around me, the people closest to me, my own spouse, they all are as on fire or more on fire than I am for Jesus. But there are people that I know that have different belief systems. There's even people in family that have different belief systems. I don't judge them. I understand that people are all, you know, they're either truly, this is where I think people are at. They're either truly searching for truth. And if you really search for truth, then you won't stop till you find it. And you will find it in Jesus. You will. There are too many testimonies. And one, the Bible says that if you seek God with all of your heart, you will find him. And that means all of your heart. There are so many testimonies of people who sought truth. They, they, ran, they, they went after everything and they ran into Jesus and they never turned away. There's people who sought to disprove Jesus and they turned to Jesus and they've never turned back. This is what happens when you are honestly on the pursuit of truth is you will find Jesus Christ. And so I believe there's a category of people that are, they're really searching. Keep pointing them at Jesus. Keep pointing them. Say, hey, you haven't taken the Bible seriously. It says if you seek him with your whole heart, your whole heart. I'm talking about like an, a, an athlete in, in high school that wants to make the Olympics one day. An athlete that is just worth a, 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 a soldier who wants to get promoted and who is working, who wants to make this elite unit and who is dedicating himself or herself day and night to the pursuit of the, I'm talking about going after something with your whole heart, the way that you would pursue the person that you want to marry, the, you know, the, how you go out of your way to, to do things for them or to, to whatever. I mean, when have you ever pursued Jesus with your whole heart? The Bible says if you do this, you'll find him. And so for those searching for truth, I always say, take God up on his promise. Why are you so afraid? Why will you search for anything else except the one thing that says, if you seek me, you will totally find me. And you have Christians telling you the same thing. It is a spiritual blockage. It's an assignment from the devil to keep people away from God because following God requires you to lay your life down. Whereas so many other religions, you know, you get to find your life. You, it's not about laying it down necessarily. It's, there's, so much, there's so much in it for you. So I tell them to pursue real truth, pursue Jesus. Now there's others that just want nothing to do with God. They still know where I stand. I don't entertain other things. Um, when when conversations come up, I ask questions. Honestly, I try to poke holes and stuff, not to be rude or whatever. I believe that people are in bondage. They're in darkness and they need light. I don't care about offending a person. I'm I'm thinking about an eternal an eternal soul. When I see a person or when I'm talking to a person, I am not thinking, "Oh my gosh, I don't want to ruin my reputation by saying this." I do I don't care. I do not care about that. I see a person who has an eternity waiting for them and it's only one of two places. 
And so if someone is coming at me and they're talking about Mormonism or they're talking about Buddha or they're talking about Islam or they're talking about whatever, I'm poking holes in that stuff and I'm pointing everything back to Jesus. Because I never want it to be said that I had a chance to share the gospel with someone and I didn't because I didn't want to offend them or because, you know, this this guise of like, I just want to respect everyone's choice of religion. No, people are choosing to go to hell and they need someone to tell them the truth. And listen, if you're just a Sunday Christian, you're not really going to have much to share. But you and I both know that if you're burning for the Lord and you've got a passion in your heart and you have a real relationship with the Father and with the Son, when that moment comes, you're going to have something to say. What if your family's salvation could be affected by your walk with the Lord? I'm not saying it's up to you. I'm saying, what if you had that privilege? What if you had the privilege to lead your family to Jesus, but it came not through just your church attendance and your Christian confession, but your life lived, where years and maybe even decades go by, and they see how you're still burning for the Lord. You're unchanging. You, you know, you go through years and you, you'll go through some life. You've walked through fires. You've walked through trials and you've come out the other side and you, you, you weren't burned. You don't even smell like smoke. I'm telling you, that conviction is so much stronger than just reciting Bible verses, which I'm all for sharing the Bible, of course. I'm just saying your life lived is going to speak volumes. Jesus wasn't just a man of words. He was a man of action. Paul said the same thing. I don't come to you with just words. I'm going to come with demonstration. We cannot expect people just by our words to surrender their whole lives. I mean, this is people's lives. Think they've been raised from the beginning. This is your life. You only get one life. Do the best you can with your life. And then you have a Christian coming over saying, give your life to Jesus. Give it away. Well, why would I do that? Well, because the Bible says, well, you know what? That's going to work for some people. Some people are going to hear the word of God. The Holy Spirit's going to come. There's going to be massive conviction and they will give their life over. But you know what else? Your life lived. When people see, man, I've seen what you go through. You're, you're unfazed. You're un, unchanged. You, you keep going back to Jesus. It's been years now. And then you can say, you know, look at your life. I'm not being mean. Look at all the trials you've gone through and how it's just absolutely rocked you. You're up one minute, you're down another, your life's only as good as it's going. My life hasn't been perfect, but I have had peace. I've had joy, and I've been growing in my relationship with the Lord. He has produced patience and endurance in me and character, and there's a hope inside of me. And now you have this thing to talk about. It's not just theology anymore, it's your life. That convicts people. I've said it before. It's like, you know, you can get a 15-year-old up on a stage and have them preach the Bible. And, I mean, that's great. I, I love it, you know. Um, they could be preaching so many other things. But how powerful is it when you have someone who has gone through life, who's been tested, who doesn't just have a sermon or who doesn't just have Bible verses or a passage to regurgitate, but they have actually eaten the Word of God, 
and they've spent time with him. And then that faith that they have has been tested by the fires and the trials of life. And then they begin to preach out of the conviction of not just what they have read, but what they have seen. You can preach that God is faithful, and that is true, and that is powerful. You can also walk through a fire where you get to see and witness God's faithfulness. When you are leaning on Him, there is no plan B, there's only plan A, and it's trusting in God, and He leads you through that fire, and you come out the other side, and now you can preach with a conviction and say, I have seen this word come to pass, and I'm telling you it's true. Guys, that is a powerful message. You can bring that same conviction to your friends, to your family, to everyone around you by continuing to trust in Jesus, by walking with him, by spending time with him, by consuming his word, letting it transform you. And as you walk through life, this is how you can count it all joy when you fall into various trials, as the Bible says, because you know that there is perseverance, there's patience, there's all of these things that are going to be produced within you, and when you come out on the other side, you will have a testimony. This is something that the world cannot obtain. The world, other religions, they will never obtain a testimony of God's faithfulness because they do not trust in God. You have that. And so now you can go to that same world who's saying that there's other ways to God, there's other ways to heaven, God's not real, hell is a party, whatever, and you can say, here's what God has done in my life, and you can point to the Bible and say, I know that this word is true because I've seen that. And people can disagree with your theology, but they cannot disagree with your testimony. It's your life. At best, they can just call you a liar. But they cannot disagree with your testimony because you're saying, this is what I have lived through. And I have seen it to be true. Tell me some testimonies about your time as a Buddhist. Tell me some New Age testimonies. You know, at large, these things will fall flat over time. Because they're demonic and they do not produce fruit. And because they are counter to the word of God, because they spit in the face of the word of God, and because they ultimately lead people to hell, there is no earthly way that we could ever respect them. I hope that helps. I hope that makes sense. I'm not uh, telling you to go out there and start talking trash about other religions. I don't think that's a very tactful way to do it, although I would always openly say that other religions lead you to hell and are inspired by demons and do not produce real fruit. And I would say that boldly seven days a week. Guys, I hope this helped. If it did, please share the podcast. Listen, if this podcast inspired you, if it's been speaking to you, if it's uh, helped you in any way in your life, please prayerfully consider supporting the podcast, which there's links in the description that you can do so. God bless you guys. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.